Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Kelly Levier, and Joshua Baker. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Table Reads. You may have noticed a new name there at the beginning, and that is Joshua Baker, who is joining us for the first of hopefully many episodes. Hello, Josh. Hopefully, hopefully. Here I am. My name is Josh. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, nice. Hi, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, everybody's favorite part of the show is back. You keep saying that. It's doesn't true. make me believe it's it. True. You know, it doesn't matter what, what? you believe. Where are you coming from with this knowledge? I can't even know. I, I can't even <laughs> know. know. I just anything. I have a feeling. You know nothing, John Snow. I, I do know that. So uh, we are going to be doing a script sort of of legend. A lot of people have talked about this. It was written in 2003 for release in 2005 that never happened. But some grandchild or nephew of this script is coming to theaters near you very soon. And that is Shazam! We're reading Shazam. Shazam. I don't know who was going to be in this movie in 2005. Did they I don't do know any casting? What their idea was? No. Um, there's very little information about this script. I did a lot of research into it, and all I could find was they had the great and wonderful William Goldman write this script. That's right. We're doing a William Goldman script. If you don't know who William Goldman is, pause the show, go Google it, and then cry that. You did not know who he was. He I'm doing, wrote. I'm doing that right now. He wrote I, The Princess Bride, the book and the movie. He wrote All the President's Men, for which he won an Oscar. He wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, for which he won an Oscar. The guy is one of the greatest screenwriters of all time, so I'm you sorry. You say both those movies like they deserve more praise than The Princess Bride. Well, no, obviously, The Princess Bride is one of the greatest movies ever yeah. made. So when you I'm Google, Google it, sure when you Google it yeah, that's his first. That's listed first. Which? Which Princess, Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, is, as yeah. it should be. Yep. Yeah, he's the greatest. So, I'm sorry, guys. This might be a really good script. We don't know. Potentially. Um, We'll have to find out. Um, And I do want to make a quick note about Shazam, because the title page reads, Based on Captain Marvel. And no, it is not based on the Brie Larson character. <laughs> or any permutation of that character. This is the original Captain Marvel, who was made in about 1939 to compete with Superman and ended up competing mightily. Uh, he actually outsold Superman and was first to hit movie screens in 1941 before Superman, oh, wow. even though he was sort of a ripoff. Um, and the story is... Uh, because they felt he was a ripoff and they were totally eating into, into their profits, uh, DC sued Fawcett Comics, the creators of Shazam, or publishers of Shazam. I mean, if they're eating in my profits, of, of I, would, Captain I, would Marvel. I would sue them. Yeah. yeah. Those are um, my profits. Give me so, my money. Give me my money. They, uh, they sued the publishers of Captain Marvel, uh, Fawcett. Um, the lawsuit didn't go to trial until 48, didn't get settled in DC's favor until 54, at which point... Fawcett was barred from publishing any more Captain Marvel comics. 
And so they just stopped publishing it. Did, did you read anything about them having to pay for anything? I'm sure they had to pay yeah. reparations. Yeah, you would think. like Probably. They did continue operating other comics during mm. this period. Um, I mean, this seems like a lot of time to have passed in between. So it's like, yeah, I feel like give me my money in between, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Part of their profit. So um, meanwhile, in about 55, Timely Comics started rebranding themselves as Marvel Comics as Stan Lee created the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and blah, 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 blah. And when I say Stan Lee, I, of course, mean Stan Lee with a lot of goddamn help from Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko <laughs> because those people need their damn credit. <laughs> I know Stan is recently deceased and we're all very sad about it, but share some fucking credit, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, with Marvel now being Marvel Comics and really shaking up the whole comic book scene, uh, another comic company was like hey you know uh no one's using that captain marvel name let's uh let's make our own shitty character called captain marvel and marvel went no y'all need to stop and so in order to protect their name they decided to create their own character called captain marvel just so they could trademark it and other people couldn't go on using marvel in the name of a, a superhero makes sense meanwhile around this time dc is like, hey, you know, that Captain Marvel character was pretty popular. And uh, those rights are just sitting there. Why don't we license them from we Fawcett? We fought for 10 years to get them. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and they used that thing. So Fawcett still had Captain Marvel, but they couldn't publish it. So they're like, okay, we'll license it to you. You pay us and you can put the character in your comics. So DC started putting the original Captain Marvel back out. And because of Marvel's trademark on Captain Marvel, they couldn't call the book Captain Marvel. The character was Captain Marvel, but the book was Shazam, the original Captain Marvel, until Marvel made them stop using that title, and it became Shazam, the world's mightiest mortal. Um, Comic book pettiness is my favorite, like, hole to jump down. You know that only DC and Marvel are allowed to call superheroes superheroes. They have a co-trademark on the term superhero. No they put aside their co-pettiness to be petty, like one petty conglomerate. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, hey, some people are trying to put capes on some shit. We need to stop Can't them. Stand for that shit. So um, I feel like that's that's just cultural, like a cultural. I guess they created the idea. So I. That's crazy that I mean, they it's can like trademark it. Well, it's, you know, I think it's it crazy. But it's not all band-aids. I think it's crazy that it's a co-trademark because if Marvel came to me with that idea, like, hey, let's co-trademark this, I would say, where were you for the first 25 years? Seriously. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I just take the idea and run. Yeah. 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 We had Superman in 38. What were y'all doing? Huh? Mm. Huh? That's yeah. what Timely I thought. Comics. Yeah. Timely. Timely. <laughs> I mean, in, indeed. in 1940, indeed. they did have the original Human Torch and Captain America in about 4041, but then they like stopped publishing them for several years. Anyway, I know too much about comics. You know, I am a fucking you know, nerd. You are an encyclopedia. So, um, yeah. So the character went on being called Captain Marvel in books that were called Shazam, who is the name of the wizard that gives Captain Marvel his powers, which you'll learn in this script. But um, 
in about 2012, Jeff Johns said, guys, this is, this is dumb. Everyone thinks the character is called Shazam anyway. Why don't we just change his name to Shazam? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I should totally do that, yeah. Never mind. Like, so I, don't, I didn't read this line of comics where this change happened, and they introduced his new origin. But I guess the wizard was like, okay, you have my powers. And my you know name. what? Take my name, too. <laughs> Wink. And my axe. Wink. <laughs> and my axe. <laughs> also, take my long beard. No, that's cool. I'm, I'm really good I'm without the 12. beard. <laughs> uh, the, but the beard will go to waste. Oh, poop. He's gone already. Beards are in now. Anyway, uh, I told that lengthy and boring story just because um, he's going to be referred to as Captain Marvel in this script as it takes place before Jeff Johns made that change. Um, and if you've you know, seeing the trailers for the new movie, you're not going to hear the words Captain Marvel. When you go see the movie, you're not going to hear the words Captain Marvel. And guys, the Marvel Captain Marvel movie just came out. And by the way, it was awesome. Mm. I think we all know how awesome it was because we, we all saw it because it came out in the past, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It came yeah. out way long ago. On totally. March 8th. It totally. March 8th. Yeah, no, I yeah, totally, loved it. Totally, it was awesome. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommend Easily it. the best Marvel movie. Where so she punches good. the old lady? Yeah. <laughs> Jude Law. I think we can all say Jude Law. Right? I mean, I mean. J-U-D-E. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that was all just so you don't get confused when you hear Captain Marvel. It's, it's still a man. It's not Brie Larson. And that's my lengthy story to explain that to you. Fade in. Fade in on a fast-moving shot of a large building. We are looking at a world-class security compound. Don't put exterior security compound or anything like that. Just, Just tell, tell us. us what it is. Camera keeps going, but veers down closer to the ground. And through some thickly barred windows now, we can see movement. The warden and a platoon of guards are rushing somewhere. Cut to inside and the warden. His name is Hackman, and this is a world-class guy. You can tell by looking at him. He's just like, he shines. Hackman has an innate sense of decency, but you can also tell from his face that he is as tough as he has to be. You get the feeling that this is a man who has seen everything, which is why the look on his face is so odd, for clearly he is afraid of something. Good luck acting all that, guys. We are, and by guys, I mean whoever would have been cast as this warden. Like, just in his face, he needs to show decency, that he's seen a lot. It's, it's a lot. Josh, Josh Brolin. All in an instant. Josh Brolin. Sold. You just like Josh's. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great name. We are, at the moment, in a totally sterile corridor. Everything barred. The warden goes even faster, gesturing up ahead. Cut to up ahead. And a thick metal door, closed and locked. Cut to Hackman leading the platoon of men, shouting it out. Open it! Open the damn thing! Cut to the other side of the heavy door and several more guards. One of them grabs a thick key, inserts it into the lock, turns it. That's how keys work. <laughs> but this door needs more than just the key. 
Now the guard hits a bunch of numbers on the side of the door, a very complicated maneuver, and the door slides open. Cut to the warden and the platoon of guards as they race through, and as the door slides shut, cut to the new corridor we have entered. It makes the old one seem like a vacation spa. I mean, this I mean, <laughs> I mean, this corridor is small and still and dark. No windows, just tiny barred squares that lit in splashes of light. Cut to Warden Hackman going faster than before. Cut to Hackman hanging a sharp right, the platoon of guards running with him. Up ahead is another closed door, a much thicker closed door. Cut to Behind the door as several guards work on the combination to this massive piece of work. And cut to the warden, not even breaking stride as the second door slides open. The third and last corridor is the darkest of all. It's like on the satellite of love on Mystery Science Theater 3000 where it opens up all the different doors to go into the theater. Exactly. The last door is just made out of pencils. Uh, the third and last corridor is the darkest of all, and the shortest. Steep stairs lead down. We could be entering a dungeon. Probably we are entering the modern equivalent of a dungeon. It's a Surprise, lot of this is the first script for Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, there's EDM music. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Hello. lot of uncertainty in these Hello. directions. <laughs> this is a baby, I don't know where... Uh, Cut to the stairs as Hackman plunges down, the guards following. At the bottom of the stairs, a man stands, a doctor, distinguished and brilliant. The doctor says nothing, simply waits for Hackman to join him. Hackman gestures for the doctor to lead the way. Cut to the dankest place yet. A tiny short hallway, scary. At the end, a single cell. A paramecium. Yes. We could be looking at the most desolate place on earth. Could be, don't know. Chuck E. Cheese? Cut to. Ooh, too soon. The doctor and the warden as they enter. There is a cot at the far end of the room. A sheet covers the outline of a body. Cut to Warden Hackman. He glances at the doctor nods once. The doctor reaches down, whips the sheet away, and as it flies off the body, cut to a corpse. Yes, you said it was a body. The deadest man you ever saw. They bolded that shit. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Ooh. Deader or less dead than Kevin Spacey? Discuss. Whoa! Kevin Spacey. Oh man, he came out. He came he out. He came out swinging. Yeah, he came out swinging. That motherfucker's got some audacity. Like, I look, I, guys. Look, <laughs> back. you should know I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> that that excuse us, right? Me being a horrible human. <laughs> the deadest career you ever saw. I can't <laughs> help being a terrible person. I'm gay. I'm what? Who's upset? Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. I don't see why. Probably pushing 50, small, thin, bald, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. I, still, I mean, deadest man you ever saw. I'm still expecting Billy Crystal to jump <laughs> out at me. Oh, no. Oh. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not because he's dead, but because of He's only mostly acts. dead. Yes. 
Okay. okay. It is William Goldman. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna divert for a minute and tell you that I met Billy Crystal and he fucking miracle maxed in my face. I think you've told this story on Table Reads before. Maybe, but Billy <laughs> Crystal <laughs> did lines in Miracle Max's voice in my face. Awesome. A mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich with a mutton is just so he did that at me. Cool. <laughs> One of the highlights of my life. <laughs> just saying. The deadest man you ever saw. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Probably was pushing 50. Small, thin, bald, pale, lifeless. Could have been dead forever. Cut to the corpse. Close up. Get right the fuck in there. Even now, there is something strange and different about him. Something brilliant and awful. And more than anything, frightening. It sounds... Sort of like he's just like, okay, what is he now? It's uh, brilliant um, and, and awful and uh, ooh, ooh, frightening. Michael Jackson's corpse. Ooh. Oh, ooh. That, that is frightening. Dark. <laughs> yeah, real dark. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are we? Um, sorry, I lost my place. Hold on oh, the corpse. Hold on the corpse. And as we watch this, the lips begin to barely move. Cut to Warden Hackman, stunned, taking a step back. Cut to the corpse, close up. And no, it's not about to speak. We are about to see something so much worse that we will never be able to forget it. An insect crawls out of the corpse's mouth. A giant black insect. A cockroach. How big is this insect? Approximately giant. I mean, giant giant is like the size of like a Volkswagen, right? Why like, couldn't we start with cockroach also? Like a cockroach crawls out. like Because other, then it's just a cockroach, a giant black insect. Then you're just telling me the they're, definition they're of They're saying that they're, you're going to show you the... The giant black insect, but it's not clear that it's a cockroach yet. But right, like I mean, once you see a little bit of a cockroach, you know it's a cockroach. That's true. And they're not really black; they're kind of brown. They're kind of brown. Unless yeah. it's unless it's crawling out legs first, and then you're just like, "Ooh, insect legs!" But then <laughs> that would mean it's scooting out towards you. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the story weird. of the scooting cockroach. <laughs> Um, and I, I wish that our viewers could have seen my <laughs> frantic flailing, <laughs> my, my insect leg flailing. It's a pretty good. That's pretty good. Cut to Warden Hackman as a cry escapes him. Ah! And as he moves another step away, clearly he is no fan of bugs. What is that? It's nothing. He collected them. I think they were the only things on earth he cared for. Cut to the roach as the prison doctor reaches for it. Why? Why would you do that? Because he's both distinguished and brilliant. Of course. <laughs> I stand corrected. I'm sorry. But the roach escapes, scurries underneath the corpse. Get rid of that thing. You're not going to like this. Cut to the corpse as the prison doctor grips his shoulders tilts him up off the sheet and gets re and get ready now cut to underneath the body 
lots and lots of roaches, as well as countless other bugs, ants and beetles and you name it. You know, that stuff from, uh, from Temple of Doom. You know, bugs. Gross. All of them clinging together. Gross. Cut to Warden Hackman, horrified as the prison doctor tries for calm. Yes, it's awful, but I'm used to it and there are good things too. Wonderful things. There are zero vital signs. And best of all, I think he died in pain. See, there is a God. Cut to, I just want to say, that's not just my read of that. It said he was exultant. It did. In yeah. the and then underlined well, I mean, that's no, pretty good. But I mean, you're pretty exultant. Thanks. <laughs> Cut to Warden Hackman close up. And suddenly he is shouting. No. No. Wrong. He's alive. Cut to the dead man as the warden does an incredible thing and leaps on the corpse puts both hands to its throat, starts to strangle it. And the doctor for a moment is too startled to move. Then he leaps on Warden Hackman as he struggles to pull him off the dead guy. The cot topples over, slams into the cold cement floor. The bugs scatter all the hell around and the madness goes on. The warden still trying to kill the corpse, the doctor shouting out for the guards. And here they come, the platoon of guards, pouring into this tiny dungeon. And some of them do their best with the warden. But the rest of them are terrified of the bugs. Some soldiers. But the rest of them are terrified of the bugs and roaches. And as they slap at them and try to stomp on them, the bugs run in crazy zigzags to try to get away. As the battle goes on and the shouting builds, cut to something never seen. We are looking at a giant sculpted face, maybe 20 feet high, maybe 50 feet up in the air. What's with all the maybes? Who and could it, say? Yeah. The, who's carrying the meter stick? It's, you know, I would think the writer. The director, <laughs> I, the I would director think, of cinematography is like, how high do you want it? It's like, eh, maybe, uh, 50, maybe feet. 50 feet. Yeah, I feel like Which the, is it? the writer's supposed to <laughs> Give you, these are called the directions. Right. <laughs> not the suggestions. Yeah. Just give a, a strong maybe. Kind of, sort of. Feel it out. The expression on the face is one of total arrogance. Same. <laughs> Impossible to say where we are, but now we hear hurried footsteps echoing, coming closer, going past, growing softer. The footsteps come to a halt, and in the distance, voices. Bring me the boy. So soon? Bring him. He's still very young. What if he isn't ready? If he is not, everybody dies. Now the footsteps come closer again, back from where they began. I almost said whence. Whence? <laughs> it would have right. worked. Yeah, like, it would have worked. It just <laughs> felt right. From whence they came. Camera moves in on the giant face. Of course, it's stone, cannot change expression. 
But as we watch, the face alters. Now the expression is this. Rage. <laughs> it's underlined. I it's had to give good. it the extra. It's pretty good. <laughs> Hold on the angry giant statue. Cut to a building of genuine, tranquil beauty. This is the Gates Orphanage, and it is close, but not too close, to New York City. So like Jersey. So you can't get any good pizza. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, uh, like uh, Terrytown, maybe. <laughs> That's pretty close to New York. Rochester. Uh, in the front, there is a lovely lawn, gorgeous trees, children are playing. Camera starts to move toward the building. We go past the discreet sign saying where we are. And now as the building comes close, we can make out voices. Tell us your interests, Billy. Your main talent. What is it? I don't think I could ever talk about that with you. Now, son, see, there's a big difference right there. There's a mistake. big mistake. There's a big mistake right there. If we're going to en- if we're going to enter each other's lives, well, we can't have secrets. Cut two. Inside the interview room in the orphanage. Again, no slug lines. No. Maybe he was writing scripts before they had slug lines, and he's like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. (laughs) You'll figure it out. It's the place where would-be parents talk to kids they might be interested in adopting. A couple of chairs, a sofa, a desk. All very comfortable. The male and female voices we have heard thus far belong to a couple in their mid-40s. The woman has clearly had some facial work done. Rude. She dresses in clothing that did not come from a thrift shop. But maybe from Target. I mean... Could she... I don't know that that says anything about her, except she's not a half a hobo. Or she doesn't enjoy a good deal. Yeah. True. True. Also true. The man is just flat out rich. He's he's wearing nothing but monocles. <laughs> Head to toe monocles. Monocle armor. Everything about his manner speaks to that. A very confident fellow. See, he's so rich. He's a fellow. The script refers to him as a fellow. I promise you can talk to me about your talent, whatever it might be. And I will be proud to hear whatever you have to say. Cut to... Fatal mm. last words. Billy Batson. And this is our guy, folks. We don't know what's going to happen to him, and he sure doesn't know what's going to happen to him. I I have a fair idea what's going to happen to him because this script is based on other stuff. Just saying. But right now, what we see is plenty good enough. We are looking at an 11-year-old boy. Is he the handsomest kid you ever saw? No. But if you were his parents you wouldn't find a lot of things wrong because he's an orphan and you're dead. (laughs) Is he the smartest kid on the block? No again, but he's never been accused of being dumb. Good athlete, sure. Popular, sure. Decent, kind, all that. You know, he's like a just real middle-of-the-road kid. Uh, Just bleh. He's vanilla. He's, yeah, he's tapioca pudding. He is a vanilla child. Sprite. Mmm. 
I I think Sprite's got some kick to it. I mean, vodka in it. Yeah. How white are you? So look at me. <laughs> what is the sun? Occasion. I love Sprite. Can't convince me otherwise. You know, I said that's so white because their ad campaign trying to make them the hip hop drink of choice has not worked. What? What ad campaign? Oh, you didn't know that Sprite was for ballers. <laughs> you have not seen a Sprite ad in the last like five or six <laughs> years, I guess, because it's all like rappers and basketball. Kobe players. Bryant. Kobe Bryant is the voice of Sprite. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a big deal. Today I learned. Obey your thirst. <laughs> T.I.L. Everybody. T.I.L. Um, but right now he seems reluctant to speak. I'm just dying to know your talent, Billy. Just say it. Fancy wife. That's Kelly me. is portraying now. My dream. Fancy wife. She is a fancy wife. And you can <laughs> tell she's fancy because she doesn't shop at Goodwill. <laughs> That's the bar. I feel like you could go to Goodwill and get like a Dooney and Burke on the right day. Like oh, you could easy. go get a coach purse, you know, whatever, like Falaya's shoes. You know, in about the mid 90s, though. Uh, that's true. Goodwill started Googling shit and they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's expensive. You're going to pay for that. A whole $30. <laughs> Cut to Billy, close up. <sighs> I'm the greatest belcher in the world. Oh, Billy. Cut to oh, Billy. the rich husband and the fancy wife as they are stunned. Yes. yes. But more than that, they don't like it. And it's a weird line. They're stunned, yes, but more than that, they don't like it. My Is that more than that? My disgusted, fancy face. That seems somewhere less than stunned, I'm going to say. Maybe slightly. What do you mean you don't have beef eaters gin? Cut to the rich husband and the fancy wife. Oh, I just read that, idiot. Cut to Billy, so upset that he's upset them. And the words just tumble out now. I know, I know. You think I must be the most conceited kid ever born, and that's why I hate talking about it, but it's true, it is. I really am great. Just listen. And now, from Billy, a mighty belch indeed. <laughs> On that, oh, that was, oh wait, there's like all this direction in a parenthetical. The husband and wife are appalled, but Billy, oh. he's humiliated. Oh, that was horrible. That was a nothing belch. Try this one. And he sucks Billy, in some no. air. Oh, not again. Belches again. Billy. Much louder. <laughs> Even that wasn't close to what I can do when I'm not under pressure like I am now. Because, well, you guys are so great. And I really wanted to impress the shit out of you. The rich husband and fancy wife are on their feet now. Come, fancy what? wife. Let us leave in our Rolls Royce. <laughs> what? Well, I, I Indeed, indubitably. <laughs> Good God. What have we done? Oh, I don't know how that word popped out. I never use that word. I mean, crap. Sure, sometimes they say crap, but hell, who doesn't? He brings his bare, up, his bare arm up to his mouth now. I'm pretty good at this, too. He begins making very impressive farting noises. Those aren't very impressive. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> the husband and wife take off out the door, and the sound of a bouncing basketball is heard. Cut to Jenny Ritchie. 
practicing her through-the-legs dribble on the court of the orphanage. Jenny's just 15, and when we see her from a distance, we think several things. Mm. <laughs> Eesh. Well, these websites, if you've been visiting these websites, sir, <laughs> is this you in these photos outside the orphanage? <laughs> Dribbling. Dr oh. oh, no. <laughs> we think she is clearly a tomboy. Okay, that's better. And from the skillful way she handles the ball, also a, oh God, jock. Oh, good. <laughs> and more than likely, smarter than most. I like this Shire music. Camera moves in. And pay attention, please, because if Billy is our guy, Jenny is our girl. Her figure she keeps hidden with baggy shirts, but it's just about perfect. William. For, for a 15-year-old girl. Yes, for this child. I read this book. With it was a called bang and Lolita by Victor Nabokov. <laughs> like. it's, it's okay. At this point, William Goldman was only like 80. Worse. <laughs> 2003, folks. Still not, not okay. You know, you know not, what? He's, not he's better. Thinking, she has such a nice figure. I'd just love to give her a hard candy. <laughs> a Werther's Original. <laughs> Some pawpaw candy. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Werther's Original. <laughs> give it to little girls, you creepy old men. Ugh. Um... The face. Oh, though. yeah. Just about perfect. The face, though, that face, though, is what you can't forget. She is simply the most gorgeous young teenager you ever saw. Oh, William. Oh. Literally specifies young teenager. This is stuff he's clicking on in the middle of the night. Yep. Like, <laughs> I'm going to write the hell out of this script. Hold on. I think I should research this. <laughs> gorgeous young teenager. Basketball. Between the legs <laughs> pass. Oh, man. Ping pong balls, not enough. Yuck. Oh, God. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> this is a happy uh, orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> a very happy orphanage for some people, apparently. The face, though, is what you can't forget. She is simply the most gorgeous young teenager you ever saw. The hearts that are going to break over this one, numberless. Now she glances over toward the path that leads from the main building of the orphanage to the courts. Billy is walking toward her, talking to an older man, who, by the way, is pretty terrific himself. The orphan who became a billionaire and built the finest chain of orphanages <laughs> in the country. Mick Orphanage, my the franchise. Chain of orphanages. <laughs> buy, buy one, get one. <laughs> Have you ever heard Tuesday of such a kids thing? Eat free. How do you? How do you? franchise that like how do you sell that idea right franchise i a chain of orphanages think of all the superheroes who have orphanages though that's true i mean in the, <laughs> in the comic book guy. in the comic book universe yeah that's, they're all that's true yeah uh, that's how this guy became a billionaire i'm sure <laughs> selling children how do orphanages work <laughs> If you build it, he they just will made come. sure he killed all the parents. He's like, we need more orphanages to fail the orphanages. It's like, damn it! I didn't think about the Wayne boys' butler. <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, his name is Augustus Gates. He just didn't take to me at all, Mr. Gates. The truth is, I'm kind of bummed. <sighs> it would have been nice being rich. 
How much of this do you actually expect me to believe? 50% would be good. Do my best. He waves to Jenny. These are his two favorites. Remember, I need you both for the field trip. About half an hour. He peels off down another path as we cut to Jenny, concentrating on her game. As Billy walks up behind her and she hits him with a blind pass. Dead solid perfect it was, too. Which he takes in for a lot for a layup, returns it to her behind his back. You got rid of them fast. Oh, Jenny, I was great. They were out of the door before I had a chance to fart. Can't break up a winning team, that's what I say. They begin a fast break down the corridor together, the ball almost never touching the ground. That's called traveling, you're not supposed to do that. And what we are looking at is this a sensational kid with the crush of a lifetime on his dream girl. Is he sensational? Didn't we specifically say two pages prior he, he is completely average? Mediocre. Let me reread it, I'm sorry. And what we were looking at is this, a <laughs> meh kid <laughs> with the crush of a lifetime on his dream girl. The most attractive young teenager you've <laughs> ever seen. When meh meets hubba hubba. <laughs> an equally sensational budding woman to be that's creepier than anything else he yeah, said about her. Yeah. Budding, yeah, budding you, woman the to The budding be. word is... Also that's... equally sensational. He's now also calling her average. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor take Jenny. Her, take her down a notch. <laughs> uh, who never had a little brother, but who has one now. Good thing her parents died, right? Yay. Yeah. Just for you, Billy. Thank goodness. They adore each other. Annoy each other, spat with each other, cradle each other from pain. But life has plans for them. Yeah, it's a movie. We figure something's going to happen. Also, that's just how life works. Yeah. Stuff happens. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. What is, what is that quote? Some guy said that. Some, I don't some know. Some dude. I was like, you're a Tony Robbins shit right there. Yeah. Like, Cut to... The orphanage children coming up the stairs out of the subway. Mr. Gates leads them, glancing back down toward Billy and Jenny, who bring up the rear. Jenny signals all is well. Are they doing some sort of crime? Yeah, you gotta wave them forward. Je all clear. Fan she, out. She does Fan that out. like yeah. fist thing <laughs> up yeah, that, that. for oh, everybody wait, to stop. Wait, wait, wait. Go, 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 go. Move, move, move. Line up on the door. Cut to Mr. Gates nodding, leaving the subway as the kids move with him. Ahead is the enormous Museum of Natural History. They're gonna rob the museum. Dinosaur teeth. Cut to Billy and Jenny going up the stairs. He points off. What's that, I wonder? As she follows where he's pointing, he tries to hip her against the wall, Ooh. but she senses it, moves away. That's not how sex works, Billy. <laughs> He's 11. It's not the side. It's They don't have the internet. <laughs> What's that, I wonder? You are pathetic. Now, casually, she puts her foot out, shrieks with laughter as he trips, dashes up the steps, and out of sight as we cut to Billy, starting after her, but he doesn't have his balance, stumbles, Stumbles hard. Cut to Billy as he falls, his head colliding against the concrete steps. Cut to Billy, close up, stunned. 
He just lies there. Just lies there, blinking slowly. She just straight up got this kid a concussion and then just bailed. <laughs> <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then, cut to... Table Reads will return after this brief word from... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our sponsors. Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. So, what do you guys think so far of William Goldman's attempt at a superhero script? I'm wondering where the cockroaches are. They are giant. They're so giant, yeah. Maybe that, they're in the Natural History Museum. Maybe. That opening scene was oddly, like, separate from... Like, I haven't seen anything leading to that. Though I do love the idea of there being a dungeon several floors beneath the Natural History Museum. It may be... Would it surprise anyone? It may be part of the franchised orphanages. <laughs> it's true. Seems like a good place to hide your secret modern dungeon. That's that's the one like that leads to all the rigorous rules for the franchisees. Oh god. Because people are complaining, like, well, there's a cockroach corpse at this orphanage. Like, what? That's not supposed to be on the menu. <laughs> that's Thursday. Happiness and sunshine are supposed to be on the menu. It's in the wrong it's in the wrong room. Is really what it is. Like it's in the wrong DC era. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an accidental part of a Batman script that just <laughs> fell into this one. I like how the really fancy fancy wife and the 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 rich husband went to the orphanage. Like they couldn't. I f I feel like they'd be able to find a kid like wherever yeah. they wanted, but they went to Augustus Gates. Well, if they're a New chain York of City orphanages, people, like, yeah, why would you not go to the? I'm not saying I'm not saying that they wouldn't go to an orphanage, but what I'm saying is they might go to like a more convenient orphanage, maybe one that was in New York City, not outside, just far not enough too from close New York City. to New York City. No, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that's like how Angelina Jolie got all hers. <laughs> she just walked in. She. <laughs> Well, what she would do, one, she would go, one, she would go to Indonesia and she'd be like, is there a Gates orphanage around here anywhere? <laughs> no. And then she what would go there and, is this? and, you know, she would get the menu and look through. And then, um, yeah. Fade in. Cut to a mysterious looking man moving into view. He wears an overcoat and a wide brimmed hat that totally covers his face. His face is something we never see, but when he speaks, we realize we have heard the voice before. He was the man that was talking to the wizard. You can tell because he's listed the same in the script. Are you all right, son? Then Billy manages a nod. Then come with me. I'm not supposed to go places with strangers. I'm not really a stranger. 
we just haven't met yet. Super <laughs> creepy. Yeah. <gasps> Cut to the mysterious man in close-up. I thought we never saw his face. And now, when he speaks, his voice softens. Get up, Billy Batson. You know my name? Wait, nope. it's not a question. You know my name? The wizard has told me more than your name, Billy. I know you arrived at the orphanage ten years ago during a terrible blizzard. I know your worst subject is grammar. I know your favorite food, and you're embarrassed about this, is broccoli. Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta be that guy. Kelly, I'm sure you're on board with me here. William Goldman, one of the greatest screenwriters of all time, misspelled your... Yikes. I mean, I don't know. I've, I love the man, but his, his treatment of Jenny thus far has me a little less enamored. You know what? Willing to forgive that. Mm. The your thing can't get past it. Sexualizing a teenager you're willing to get past, but Fif not grammar. 15. A the, budding woman to be. The your thing, though, Kelly. Come on. I mean, I'm with you on it. I don't say that it's worse. I'm just... Oh. <laughs> I'm willing to rationalize one. That, that. <laughs> if be I a have problem. to pick one, <laughs> I'm give, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he doesn't know how creepy it sounds. That's on the one fair. hand, on the other hand, motherfucker should fucking better know better. Fucking better know better. Yeah. T-shirt. I brought the Tarantino into that. <laughs> motherfucker better should know better. You know about the. Broccoli? I'm just warming up. I know much... I know how much you care for Jenny, even though she's beating you six straight games of horse. Five straight. Six. You're forgetting late yesterday afternoon. I did forget that one. Yeah, this guy is creepier than the screenwriter. Yeah, he's sitting in a van across the street <laughs> from the orphanage. Cut to Billy watching as the mysterious man goes down the stairs. Wow, I saw watching as the mysterious man goes down and my heart yeah. sunk for a second. Shazam! <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> goes down the stairs into the subway station. A beat. Billy scrambles to his feet. Starts to follow the mysterious man. What else do you know? Ask me anything. And from that, cut to the subway station. Crammed with people hurrying and scurrying this way and that. This way, that way, excuse me. The mysterious man moves quickly, Billy doing his best to keep up. And they're making very good time because when the mysterious man moves, the crowd seems to part, staying out of his way. Okay. What did I have for breakfast? <sighs> Out of your entire life, you pick breakfast? You're a few minutes late, overslept again, and you had the granola that you were out of peach yogurt, which is the only kind you really like, so you were stuck with plain low fat. Billy nods, starts to speak. Please, you wanted to hear about breakfast. I wasn't finished. You hate 
plain yogurt, but you managed to get most of it down by making horrible faces as you did so. Then after your repast, you disgusted that rich couple, and then Mr. Gates needed you and Jenny to come help on the field trip. Cut to a subway platform. Many people waiting for their train. The mysterious man keeps going along the platform. Billy right alongside. He's comfortable with the mysterious man now. Because when someone reveals that they've been stalking you, that really puts you at ease. I love it when they watch me eat my yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) My gross peach yogurt. Cut to the end of the platform. Nobody waiting this far out. Cut to the mysterious man as he reaches the end of the platform. A small locked janitor's closet is the only door around. Watch your step. Cut to Billy doesn't get it. But now the mysterious man makes a hand gesture, and as he does, you can hear a lock turning. Aloha, Next, he opens the closet door, moves some mops and brooms, taps the rear wall. It opens, revealing diagonally? <laughs> revealing a staircase. The mysterious man starts down the staircase, beckons for Billy to follow. Billy hesitates. Yeah. <laughs> I know you ate the yogurt. Come with me, Billy. (laughs) I've got some yogurt. Oh, no. In my dungeon. You're sure this is the right way and everything? Oh, please. Billy follows the mysterious man down the stairs. As he does so, the door booms shut behind him. Billy manages to stay calm. The staircase ends. We are at a different subway platform. This one is deserted. Dark. Silent, shadowy. Let me also add spooky. <laughs> spooky. Let me also add spooky. That is what the script says. Let is- me also add spooky. How do you shoot that? Like, I want to know how you let me also add spooky. This doesn't seem like a popular stop. It only exists for you, Billy. And as we established, you're not popular. <laughs> You are the most mediocre 11-year-old child. You'll never get with that delicious (laughs) 15-something. Oh, yeah, she is like four years older than him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He does not stand a chance. Not one chance in hell. And then he snaps his fingers as if summoning something. And two red dragon's eyes appear out of the darkness at the far end of the single track. And then this thing is hurtling toward them. By thing, do you mean dragon? Car. I mean, just a guess. Billy gasps, jumps back, eyes wide. Because here it comes. Cut to what's careening toward them. And it isn't a dra- Oh, fuck me. Sorry. And it isn't a dragon, but it sure looks like one. A metal dragon with gleaming eyes serving as headlights and strange paintings on the sides, symbols from the past. The noise is way past deafening. Just pretend. Cut to Billy, hands going to his ears, but only for a moment, because suddenly the dragon car stops dead. Quiet now. Oh, by the way, no one is driving the thing. It says, oh, by the way. The mysterious man gestures toward the car. A door slides open. The mysterious man points inside. 
Cut to Billy. Not at all, not all that crazy about getting into this driverless machine. Shouldn't we wait for the engineer? The wizard has everything arranged. I figured that. Slowly, he enters. Cut to inside the dragon car. The mysterious man gestures for Billy to sit in the very front seat. Billy walks to it, looks around. The walls are painted in the same symbols as the outside. They evoke ancient worlds. Billy sits. Have no fear. He gestures. The door slides shut. And locks. And suddenly the dragon car takes off! Cut to a black tunnel. A long black tunnel. The dragon car rockets into it. The noise is deafening again. Billy turns, starts to speak to the mysterious man. Cut to Billy, close up. And he realizes something. The mysterious man is gone. He's all alone. Holy moly. That's a catchphrase, everybody. Holy moly. Holy moly. Captain Marvel catchphrase. Cut yeah. to the dragon car. Lights piercing the black tunnel. Nothing can go this fast, but it is. Cut to Billy, desperate not to lose control. Have no fear. How? I'm a kid. I'm a kid trapped on a nut train. The train is probably going to someplace horrible, so somebody please tell me! How can I have no fear? There, that helped. Cut to the dragon car roaring through the endless black tunnel. Cut to Billy as he decides to get up, but he can't. Some unseen force is holding him helpless. Better and better. He just keeps staring around as we cut to the black tunnel with the lights piercing the darkness and somehow the dragon car's picking up speed. Cut to Billy holding tight to his seat. Hey car, please, no more surprises. Cut to the dragon car and maybe it understands because no sooner has Billy spoken to it when we cut to the tunnel, and down we go. It's the steepest drop you ever saw. Damn near free fall. The, he has a lot of hyperbole. He does. It's all the most yeah. you ever saw. Yeah. Oh my God, Donald Trump wrote this. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best dragon car. You've never seen. It's the steepest draw, the drop best, you ever the, saw. The best dragon car. The dragon car still clings to the tracks, but the noise is worse than, we, than ever, and cut to Billy holding to his seat for dear life. Cut to the tracks. The lack of dragon seatbelts. Still down, <laughs> down. But at last, to coin a phrase, there is light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I don't think he can coin that phrase. Wah, wah, now I'm wah. pretty sure it's been coined. Yeah. If not, someone should get on that. First, just a speck. Then, more than that. Cut to Billy? Billy. And we stay with him now as he feels the train slow, then glide to a stop. The door slides open. He stands, nothing keeping him down anymore. And step by cautious step, step by step, day by day, and looks around. Holy moly. 
cut to a subterranean cavern. The king of all caverns. The king of caverns. Gigantic doesn't... <laughs> gigantic doesn't do it justice. Three lines. Cut to Billy standing there, stunned. What is this place? Where are we now? He glances back. Cut to the dragon car. And as we watch, it could be getting ready to sleep. The lights go out. The door slides shut. It seems to be settling in for a while. Cut to Billy. Okay, can't get back inside the car. Now what? That's all direction. At the very end of the cavern, he can make out a light. So step by small step, he starts moving forward and glances around, looks up, gasps suddenly as we cut to the giant sculpted stone face we saw at the start. Well, the, the start after the cockroaches, but before the orphanage. So yeah. not quite the start. The second start. Two starts. 20 feet high. Not a question this time. He knows. He knows. We got that meter stick. Lit by flames, 50 feet up in the air. All right. That's, that's also set in. The expression more arrogant than ever. So you, arrogance, rage, now even more arrogance. All that rage made him arrogant. Sure. The most arrogant. That's our, that's our new hipster band. We're just going to call it Most Arrogant. I like it. Ugh, whatever. And now, <laughs> and now the camera makes an unexpected move. The camera makes an unexpected move. It's, did you not see him credited on the crew list? Camera. It does a whip to the right and you're like, what's up guys? Welcome <laughs> to my YouTube channel. <laughs> <sighs> Completely unexpected. That, that would be very unexpected. <laughs> it pulls sharply back and reveals PewDiePie still with a career. <laughs> Casey Neistat riding his skateboard. And it pulls sharply up. And we are standing at not one giant face. No, there are seven of them. And beneath each of them, there is a fire. And by the fire are their names. First is Pride. Pride. This statue looks like Kelly. <laughs> no, then, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> then comes Envy. Envy. This one looks like... Trevor? I don't know. <laughs> Followed by Greed. Greed. And the last no, four. No. Now you've got to have one for everybody. You've set oh. a precedent. Uh, Trump. And the last four. Hatred. Hatred. Um, who's Haiti? Um, Trump supporters. <laughs> All of them. Just amalgamated. <laughs> and selfishness. Selfishness. Uh, that's, uh, Mitch McConnell. I'm getting real political now. I was going to say, I'm on the pedestal with Trump and Trump supporters. <laughs> oh, no. Really mean. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, laziness. That one's Trevor. Laziness. And last of all, injustice. Injustice. There's just the Statue of Liberty now. Oh, you didn't put yourself on any of these. This feels a little biased. <laughs> I'm awesome. You, you read it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about they're not anybody? <laughs> Too late. Too late. Bring it back in. Real that back in. They're, or, or 
They're all Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, that, that's true. Yeah, that's that, that fits. Yeah, you're not hey, wrong. go to the next line. It, it, it helps you out, man. And high on the cavern wall, over the seven statues are these words, the seven deadly enemies of man. Kelly is a female. Oh, true. Wow, mm. way, to, way to gender me. But Kevin Spacey, because seven. Oh, well, mm. What's in the box? Exactly. I kind of offended that they were going for the seven deadly sins, and then they were like, mm, mm. Well, they had to take it away yeah, from yeah. away Religion. from Judeo-Christianity because of he's what Shazam a, stands for. Because true, that's true. Because he's a wizard. <laughs> but they still use three. They're like, we can't find any synonyms for these three. So. Injustice, that's that's not even one of the Oh, seven, it is seven it really sins. is not. Like, no. That's a that's a video game. Cut to Billy holding his breath, and he's moving past them, staring up as he goes. And now here's the scariest thing of all. As he moves, their eyes seem to follow him. That is underlined as if every adult in this entire script just stares at kids. Yeah. But including the statues. But um, that's underlined. Their eyes seem to follow him as if that's some like mind-blowing development. Like we didn't see that in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Cut to Billy holding his breath as he's moving past. Oh, I bleh. Um, Billy, this is not a nice place. I thought we said at the start no one had ever accused him of being dumb. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not going to score real high on the SAT. You know, they just maybe don't bother. <laughs> like, they're not going to make the accusation uh, it's when Billy. it's clearly it's Billy there. Batson. He's, he's he, <laughs> he a technical school for sure. No one ever accused Forrest Gump of being dumb. It was plainly <laughs> obvious. I know what comic books are. <laughs> the seven faces filled with anger, their eyes still following him. Wait, none of them is anger. None of them is like rage or wroth or... They're, oh, they're hatred. Enemies, There's hatred. Enemies okay. of man, man. So that one should be filled with anger. The others can be filled with different stuff. <laughs> That's filled hard. with anger, their eyes still following him as Billy moves past the last of them. Cut to the end of the tunnel and the light Billy saw. And sure, Billy's seen some out of the ordinary stuff since he fell and hit his head, but nothing has prepared him for this. Cut to a large marble throne and a man sitting there. Naked. I'm sorry, how is a guy sitting on a marble throne any weirder than a dragon train or the statues with eyes following him? Or... Even how he got into the subway. The Diagon Alley. Yeah. That's... Arguably a, the most normal part of this all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like kind oh, of a trope. that's you know, what like, it is. Nothing could prepare him for this level of normalcy. Fair. To the right, a giant globe of the world. To the left, a permanent fire bar burns in a large brazier. How does he know it's permanent? Oh, oh, it says uh, dedicated to the unknown soldier. Is that what the everlasting flame is? 
Yeah, it's a Or is it JFK? Yeah. I don't know. No, no it's a non soldier, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, no, that's right. So I knew what I was talking about, and then I belied that no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those things. Uh, and above the throne, a giant, a gigantic marble block is suspended. Who knows how many tons? Then he'll later tell us exactly how many tons. 453 tons. <laughs> Held up by a single thread. That's right, a thread. And a thin one. And getting thinner all the time as we can see it is unraveling. Not good for much longer. I've never seen a thread unravel. Like, just a single thread? Like You, you can hear it go... Exactly. You know, you've seen cartoons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now to the man on the throne. He must be the oldest the earth has ever seen. Long white beard, flowing white robes. When the wizard speaks, we'll recognize the voice. This is Gandalf. Frodo, Mr. The Frodo. White. <laughs> This was the wizard we heard at the opening. Cut to Billy, staring up at the guy who just studies him. The silence goes on. Then, hi. Welcome, Billy Batson. You know my name too. Yeah, I'm a fucking wizard. I know everything. Cut two. The wizard. Close up. I am Shazam! Suddenly, he is a huge black cloud above him. Suddenly, there is a huge black cloud above him. A blinding lightning flash blazes out of the cloud. And from nowhere, a deafening peal of thunder. Same thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Billy stunned staring at the wizard because behind him on the wall a curious inscription has appeared six names appear on the inscription Solomon wisdom Hercules strength Atlas stamina Zeus power Achilles courage Mercury speed Cut to Why, just out of curiosity, did we use Solomon from the Bible and then five Greek gods? Because we needed an S. Yeah. Yeah, touche. To make yeah, it that'll so Shazam. <laughs> I feel like they could have thrown in like a Hera. Right, or, like or a, a Minerva. Yeah, or like a... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, also, I mean, Hercules is... Wait, which one was Heracles, Greek or Roman? Heracles, Heracles was is Greek. Greek okay, yeah. so they've got the Roman version of Hercules, and then Zeus is Greek. Right. Atlas is Greek, Achilles is Greek, and Mercury is Greek. No, yeah. Mercury is Roman. Hermes is Oh, Mercury, you're right, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah. So a bunch of Greco-Romans, and then Solomon. They're like, oh, Shit, there's no one in the Pantheon with an S. Saturn. 
Yeah, they could have done Saturn. But that's not wisdom. That's a god of war. No, Saturn was the god of time. Mars was the god of war. Yeah. Ares. Kronos is time. Oh, yeah. I didn't really watch my wife play God of War 4. Welcome to World Theology History. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about every religion. Yeah, literally. I mean, apparently. this. Why not throw some Norse in here? Yeah, right? Um, Odin could have been for wisdom. He gave an eye away for it. Then he would have but been. There's no o in he would have been Ohazam. Ohazam. <laughs> I, I'm into it. I feel like it wouldn't play well. No. Cut to Billy and the Wizard as the wizard points to the names. Of course, you know who they are. We haven't gotten that far in school yet. You are very young for this job. <laughs> job? Gross. Gross. <laughs> you mean like cutting grass and stuff? Cut to the wizard. He looks down at the kid, more worried now. I haven't had a decision of this importance for so long. What if I'm making a mistake? Those are immortals, Billy Batson. I have been using their powers to battle evil for 3,000 years. But my time is running out, as you can see. Soon, that will end my days. You could move the throne. I could help you. I'm almost sure we could shove it out of the way. Billy, please. Thank you for your positive thoughts. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Here, but this meeting is not about moving the future of the world rests on this. The future? You, you're sure you want me? Billy Batson. I have been following you for a very long time. Ooh. The Historama! And on those words, cut to the wall. A gigantic screen has miraculously appeared. And we are looking at the Gates Orphanage. But it's years ago. Winter. A blinding blizzard. And a baby boy has been dumped alone by the sign. The little boy cries and cries from the shock and the cold. Now, a gorgeous four-year-old girl runs Ooh, into view. God. <laughs> god oh, damn. god. damn. William. <laughs> I'm She's never gonna watch toddler. Princess Princess Bride again. Like, Why on At least Earth. Buttercup was 21. Yeah, a gorgeous toddler. Hey, look, at least <laughs> at least Jenny was 15. She <laughs> looks yeah, she looks ancient in comparison. Oh no. Ooh. What what grade are you in? Kindergarten. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, look, you can express. That a little girl is beautiful without using a sexually charged word like gorgeous, like gorgeous four-year-old girl. Yeah, not like, okay. How about adorable? Yeah. You could say like angelic or yeah. something like that. Like Yeah, just something, something more like, innocent. Yeah, less something that implies your both hands are on the keyboard. Oh. <laughs> 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 now a gorgeous four-year-old girl runs into view. Not dressed for the blizzard. She wears nothing warm, no coat, nothing to protect her. Is she topless? 
William? <laughs> Please God. no. No. Please no. She stops, looks around, doesn't see anything, starts to run again. Then she spots the little boy, stoops down, lifts him up. He stops crying. As she carries him inside to safety, the hysterama is gone. That was Jenny saving me, right? The day you met. Cut to the wizard, studying, looking down at Billy. As you will soon learn, this job changes people. It entails great power. Some men, when they grasp that power, become corrupted. Some men, once they have changed, will not go back to being what they were. Instead of fighting evil, they end up becoming evil themselves. I have made choices in the past that did not work out. What happened to them? Oh, I sent them off into deep space for the rest of eternity. But you <laughs> will never be corrupted by power. That I know. You are too good a person. So Billy's like Goku. <laughs> like, just a good theoretical human being. But dumb as a brick. And actually secretly garbage. I cannot comment. I have never watched Dragon Ball Z. What? I do not care for what I have seen of it. I don't even know how to properly address this. Yes, well, you think the DC movies are better than the Marvel movies, so obviously uh, we don't agree on everything. I don't think they're better. I think they're different. I think that it's I think it's unfair to compare them. Because I think they're two to very it different It is messages. unfair to compare them because some of them are garbage and some of them are Marvel. <laughs> and some of them are the original Thor. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I don't have a soundboard. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, that's good. I know, <clears throat> I know good's a compliment, but when you say it like that, it makes me sound like the wuss of the world. Remember, I've done plenty of bad stuff. The wizard just looks at him. Well, I've thought about plenty of bad stuff. The wizard indicates for Billy to continue. Billy mumbles on. Well, I never claimed any of them were the crimes of the century exactly. Billy, and he's not as scared as he was before. Probably because he kind of likes this ancient man. May I continue, please? Evil must be stopped. I can't go on much longer. That's where you come in. Good, I was wondering about that. How exactly? It's very simple. When I reveal my secret to you, whenever you want, you can stop being Billy Batson and become Captain Marvel, the world's mightiest mortal, and spend the rest of your days fighting evil. I'm going too fast for you, Billy manages a nod. I tend to prattle on one of the problems of old age. Just, just say my name. Say it! Cut to Billy. Extreme close-up. And here it comes. Shazam! And suddenly... There is a black cloud and a shimmering bolt of lightning and a deafening blast of thunder and cut to 
Billy, lying where he was on the subway steps, as he slowly blinks himself back to consciousness, pulls himself to his feet. He takes a deep breath, gathers himself, and starts quickly up the steps as we cut to an enormous, incredibly modern laboratory. The best, biggest laboratory you ever saw. These are the best, these are the best microscopes you've ever seen. Pull back to reveal three men. Warden Hackman, who we saw earlier, is one, but he is a different man now, wildly nervous, and his face bears the scratches from the scuffle in the dungeon. It's uh, our new album, Scuffle in the Dungeon. <laughs> Hell yeah. Scuffle in the Dungeon! The prison doctor is also there. He too shows signs of the scuffle. It was a battle before, right? Yeah, a battle oh. against Ta the bugs. The battle of bugs. Talk about some battle, battle of the bugs. Yeah, yeah, the battle of the bugs. It's a very, very famous battle from the t the times. Yeah, the there's history. wounded knee, and then it was yeah. the battle of the bugs. Yeah, um, that's that's a little revisionist history, right? <laughs> if you say it enough, man, people will be like, <laughs> the battle of the bugs was the worst. Thing. They're, they're like, it was a battle, and the bugs won. So they're like, there was this scuffle. <laughs> Uh, the third man is tiny, thick glasses, very old. He speaks with a German accent, and will and we will soon find is as brilliant as any scientist around. Uh, everyone in the script is brilliant. Oh yeah, except Billy. Except Billy. <laughs> but also somehow frightening, and also spooky, and there's Distinguished. just the best, the it's worst, like the biggest, just... and the deadest. <laughs> It was like he was carrying an armload of adjectives into the room and he just dropped them and was picking them up at random. Or like his his kid was picking them up and handing them to <laughs> like him as he was writing. On oh, blocks. There on we go. Blocks. There you go. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, thank you for coming, doctor. Here's our problem. A prisoner who has been kept in the deepest solitary confinement for 10 years has, has died. Why, you must explain, is this our problem? The prisoner's family has every legal right to collect his body and give it a proper burial. They're arriving later this afternoon to take him away. So? The warden signals and cut to a lab door opening. Two lab technicians enter, pushing a wheelchair. The corpse from the dungeon is strapped into it. You gotta strap a dead man down. Yeah, you know, just in case. Yeah, it might fall off. And if a dead man can look even deader. Oh my god. Well, this guy does. The German scientist approaches, look at looks at the corpse carefully. Until your retirement, sir, you you were leading expert on death and dying. Cut to the warden, and he hesitates a moment. The prison doctor is staring at him and clearly thinks he's crazy. I need your help. I'm going nuts on this. The doctor nods, as if to say, you sure are. But in spite of appearances, as he gestures to the corpse in the wheelchair, I know he's faking, and you've got to help me prove that. Cut to the German scientist. He turns from the warden to the dead man, back and forth, and he is not smiling. You want me to run some tests on this corpse? To find out if it's dead? Pointing to the corpse. Take a peek, why don't you? That is what dead looks like. I'm leaving now. 
Cut to the warden, close up. A final plea. I just know one thing. If somehow I am right, if somehow we are releasing this man to an unsuspecting world, thousands will perish. Remember the slaughter of the innocents in Asia? The heartbreak, epi- the heart- heartbreak? heartbreak epidemic in Brazil? I have to be 100% sure before I let Dr. Savannah out of here. That makes sense to anyone who is familiar with the comics. For that bum 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 to be there. Cut to the German scientist, close up, stunned. This was Savannah? Oh my god. How much time do I have? Going to the corpse. His children came for him in three hours. Come for him in three hours. Let's hope that's enough. Fade out. So we've established our villain. Dr. Savannah, dead guy. We, uh. Or the German scientist. What's that? Or the German scientist. Yeah, this is a random German scientist. Apparently, I he's thought the, the German scientist. I actually thought the German scientist might be Savannah, but I didn't expect it to be the corpse. I just knew this character was going to turn up. He's in the new movie too, isn't he? I don't know. I really don't know anything about the new movie. I think there's a picture of Talkie Tani at some point, who is his talking bipedal tiger friend. I'm looking. Yeah, Mark Strong is playing Dr. Savannah. Oh, great. Because last time Mark Strong played a villain in a superhero movie, it worked out so well. <laughs> so, um, Joshua, have you got anything that you would like to plug? Anything that you want people to check out? Uh, you can check out my website, joshuajbaker.com. You can check out my voiceover demos. Because... People need to hear the voices you can do, and the ones that are the ones that are selling <laughs> right now are the ones where I'm, I'm the I'm the happy tech guy where it's really like, hi, my name is Alex, and I really like doing my job for whatever corporation that you like. Like, so that's that's really where we're going. Yeah, great. And Kelly, yeah, check out my cosplay, my Instagram or Facebook. It is X Kira Kelly K I R A K E L O Y. And I'll be tagging you in all our social media stuff, too. So Hey. Because I'm going to try to do social media now because I would like people to listen to the show. And I would like what? to let people know that the show is here to listen to. What? I, I uh, don't have anything of my own other than this show to plug. I would like to send everyone to YouTube to check out our good friend Trevor's uh, YouTube channel where he is the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic. He really, really tears apart some Looney Tunes shit, um, and it's it's great. I am a huge fan of cartoons and Looney Tunes in particular, and it's a good thing. Go listen to it. Um, beyond that, I would say come back next week for part two of Shazam, everybody. And hopefully Kelly will have some more reading to do. <laughs> yeah, poor Kelly. She's so underutilized because you know what? 
as shitty as it is, Hollywood underutilizes women. Except for those gorgeous four-year-olds. Oh, man. I need a cold shower. Yuck. I will say, without giving anything away, I flipped through the next script that we're going to do, and Kelly is going to be busy. Very busy. No pressure. Most of the characters are women. Pressure. I I can play a lady. Definitely. All right, everybody. See you next week. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.